Hey there, welcome to the Seinfeld Show. I'm Chris. As always, got Laura with me. I'm Craig. Is adjusting to a new schedule, and we may change the schedule so we can be with him more. But for now, it's me, and Laura. Laura, how are you? Doing well. I am doing well too. Big week. Um, I'm doing a new job and uh, adjusting to that. It's good, but it's adjustment. Everything's adjustment, you know. So we're we're making it work. It's going to work out. It's just been a long week, but a good week. I guess that's what I'm saying. I don't know. It, it's all good. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about Seinfeld. Uh, this is interesting, Laura. This is our 50th episode of Seinfeld. I didn't um, realize that. I, I didn't realize either. Um, the 50th episode of the show, kind of moment, momentous show. Maybe not, uh, I probably what in the top 15 of what people know. I'm not sure if it's the top 15 of all time, but it's one that people definitely uh, look back and remember. <coughs> I would argue that the next episode oh, is yeah. the one. Um, this is like, I, I was just thinking before we started that this is the one that is like the Christmas Eve, if you will. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Christmas Eve episode of <laughs> before we get to the really good one. <laughs> yeah, maybe even though this never was like a two-part episode, Maybe we should view it as a two-part episode. We'll talk about the next show next week. But, mm -hmm. yeah, very interesting. Well, let's go through uh, some of the notes I got. Um, you know, Jerry and George are still, uh, you know, just kind of procrastinating on this uh, TV pilot idea. Um, they should know by now, George probably isn't the best fit for Jerry for this uh, thing. I'm sorry, I was reading something. <laughs> Oh, uh, no problem. I, I'm just saying, I'm well, sorry. I'm just making a point. Um, probably by this time, Jerry and George, probably not the best partnership, I, I'd imagine. Not the best partnership? Yeah. yeah. I would have to agree. I think Jerry says at one point in this episode that they've had this assignment to do for six weeks. Yes. And they've written one line. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, sat down. To work several times yeah they're not uh they don't work well together i've got a thinking person's question it, it's fine this is going to sound like a big religious question it's not mm -hmm. so jerry introduces marla and you know we've done some fraser podcasts so you know marla is jane leads right yeah mm -hmm. uh daphne on fraser I, I guess here's my thought. Okay, however you want to live your life before you get married is fine. I mean, it's ridiculous if we even get in that discussion either way. <laughs> Help me out here. Okay, so Jerry is like, whoa, she's a virgin. Um, George is like, whoa, she's a virgin. If they're, yeah, obviously, okay, you can say, oh, there's benefits of, you know, dating a virgin or something. I, I totally understand all that stuff. If they were so shocked and so stunned that she was a virgin, why would Jerry date her? I've always wondered about that. Well, I'm not sure Jerry was so stunned, really. It was more George? I think so. I think it was like the peer pressure of being stunned. Okay. To be stunned. Um, like Jerry, I think Jerry felt for her, you know, because she was embarrassed, you know. Mm -hmm. When she was telling him, and then immediately when she told him, Elaine came in with that ridiculous story of her diaphragm flying across the room, you know? Yes, yes. So I think um, 
I don't know. He seemed to like her. He said he liked her. You know, what to me was the really funny part of the whole thing was that he apparently had met her previously. And uh, like, I guess he was thinking, he was thinking about redoing his closets. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. pretended he was going out of town to see the Berlin Wall, I guess. And um, which is quite a lie, you know? Right. But, right. Um, and not to mention the fact that her boyfriend actually did go to, to his, uh, as Jerry said, her boyfriend left her for the Berlin Wall because he yes. never came back. Yes, um, definitely. I just, I don't know. I think my guess is it's because of his age, you know, that he's struggling, you know, that, you know, when you get, I think I they never, I don't know, did they say how old Jerry is ever? I don't remember. But like he's in his probably mid-30s, you know? Mm-hmm. So he's probably not going to be running across a lot of women that age who are virgins, you know? Right, um, right. So it's just, it's a matter of, you know, what, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of, lot for him to think about too. In fact, in, in the idea that, you know, he has to act a different way with her than he's right. normally acting. And, right. you know, there's expectations he has expectations that clearly she's not ready to take care of, you know? Right. And, right. Um, but I, I don't think when you look at it, like I'm lo- looking ahead to next week, actually. Right. I'm thinking about this too. I mean, he never really pressures her, you know, yeah. they make out heavily and right. she, says she wants to go right but then you know he tells her they're having the contest <laughs> so yes yes which is like horrifying for her which you know i gotta say i would probably think that was horrifying as well oh yeah yeah because you know she doesn't know him that well i don't think it doesn't feel like she does so it's a matter of you know it's kind of weird you know it's a weird thing to have somebody tell you <laughs> yeah because i'm thinking okay these guys, and look, you know, all of you guys that I podcast with, you know, we've gotten to know each other well because we see each other every week, and that's that's all great. Now, I, I wonder if like Jerry and you know the Big Four have a a more personal relationship because you you know we're not you know physically seeing each other. Mm-hmm. Not that we would never, but you know, it, it might be a little bit difficult now since we're so far away. But mm-hmm. they're seeing each other all the time and everything, which I think I guess if you're physically in the presence of someone all the time, maybe you have a little bit even of a closer relationship. But I, I guess what I'm saying is, man, that's an awkward thing to bring up. I, I mean, I'm not even talking about man to woman. I'm talking more, I, you know, some of this stuff I only bring up with my friends. So yeah, the contest is a very strange thing. So. Yeah. Well, that's next week, but. Right. Um, I mean, I I think um, I think George's reaction to her being a virgin uh, wasn't that wasn't that much, you know. I don't think. Right. I mean, I think his thought is probably similar to what a lot of people would have thought. You know, this you know this beautiful girl probably has 
you know, been around, not been around the block so much, but, right. <laughs> but right. probably has dated, you know, and, but I mean, we're, you know, we're talking about it like it's a bad thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, these are like some of those personal choice things that it's, you know, it's well, your, own, your own choice. You know, these are the adult decisions that you have to make. Yeah, and I think I would say this about that as well as every other thing. I mean, I live my life more like how we call it the the Daphne character, the the Marley character than maybe <laughs> Jerry. But I, I I'm kind of looking at it as you know whatever you know what I mean. Now if I, I'm Marla and Jerry comes to me and says, "Hey, we're having this contest," you know, like what happens in the second episode? Yeah, you're right. I'd be kind of freaked out, but I mean, I'd be more like, "Hey." It is what it is. Just don't worry about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and not, again, it, but this is a comedy show, and obviously it's funny for them to make that into a big deal. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I thought it was interesting. And, yeah, and like I just said, you know, George, obviously, with it being a comedy show, you play up stuff. So, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, for it to be funny, George has got to be like, whoa, you're dating a virgin, you know, and everything <laughs> else. Yeah. Um. You know, and then, you know, that leads us into another relationship situation mm-hmm. with George. And um, the George, you know, in this episode is showing his real first signs of maybe not wanting to be with Susan. And, yeah, he's uh, dating somebody else. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't really tell. Was he actually dating her yet, or he wanted to date the other girl? He just asked her out. I mean, yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, he's <laughs> um, he said, you know, I I forget the way he phrased it. I wrote it down, but it was like last week when I wrote it down, so I don't remember exactly the words. But he was like, I finally have a good answer to the question, "What do you do for a living?" But now I can't, you know, now I can't. Now it doesn't matter, you know, because I have a girlfriend, you know? Yes. And, yes. you know, he's, you know, and Jerry, Jerry, like half jokingly, half seriously says, you know, you're in this catch 22. You keep the right. girlfriend, you, you lose the girl, you dump the girlfriend, you lose the show, you know? So it's like your decision is, you know, a big one for you. Um, and yeah. You know, he he clearly didn't he clearly doesn't want to be with Susan. And you know, it's pretty easy to see why, you know, she's a pain in the ass. But right. Um what would if you were a boss, you were a boss for a while there. Yeah. yeah. And uh what would you have done when George came in and kissed somebody <laughs> in the office? Yeah, I mean that'd be strange. I I mean, I wouldn't say cool, whatever, but you know, it's so weird though, man, because even in the time we worked together before, I mean, we had married a couple in our department once we had, mm-hmm. um, I, I don't think I ever worked at a place where coworkers just started dating like crazy. Um, I, I, I don't know. Maybe this didn't make me a good boss, but I honestly, when I was like the boss, I'd be more like, look, I'm going to freak out more if you don't get your stuff done. You know what I mean? If you want to, and not that I would encourage people to make out in the office, but more of <laughs> if you get your stuff done and you pump out good stuff, 
you know, I'll turn the other cheek to a lot of different stuff. You know, like, like I had my boss, like the publisher of this um, outfit I was running, kept on calling me in going, well, shouldn't Report X be in the office more? Or should Report X not wear jeans? Like, she wore jeans this one time. That's bad. And I'm sitting here like, this reporter is writing a hundred times more stories than another report we had that we're trying to get rid of. You know, I mean, as long as she doesn't come in a bikini, I mean, yeah. you know, you know, whatever. Like, oh, you know, I mean, and uh, it, so I, I don't know. I know it's different because, you know, you, you got high-ranking executives and other stuff like that, but maybe it's one thing we've kind of relaxed on since back in the 90s, you know? Maybe, yeah. I've worked... Um... I've worked when I worked in Willoughby, um, there was a, a photographer and a reporter who were married. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and currently in my job in Canton, we have a reporter and a photographer who are married yep. Yep. and a, a news reporter married to a sports reporter. Oh yes. Yes. So, yeah. um, and for not none of them, none of those three examples that I just gave, would you have any inclination right. of that relate of those relationships going on? You know, I think maybe um, some, I think some people handle them differently. The right. couple that we worked with in together in Willoughby that was on our, our staff together mm -hmm. um there was they were like uh they were a uh they treated themselves like they were a unit you know what i mean right. so they were they were clearly a married couple in their job right, <laughs> so, right. you know but um well in the world was so much different back then because like and i know with your current situations like when you first started a job you're currently at everybody was more in the office more and everything yeah and now this is where most of us are kind of working from home i i guess i mean like i'm trying to think of like unless they're making out on zoom during a meeting <laughs> you know i mean I'm, uh, yeah or <laughs> or if they're sharing graphic stories of their life or whatever it's like mm -hmm. all right you know but it, i i i'm like, I'm trying to put my hand around that. And I, I guess the George case is different because, again, high-ranking NBC executives, maybe Susan didn't tell. Right. It didn't sound like they do from Susan and everything. And they, but, you know, I'll be honest. I mean, we go through, like, what's the sensitivity training and making sure you're acting appropriately. But, I mean, I'm almost to the point now where it's almost like, okay, you know, tell your manager if your manager doesn't care, go for it. You know what I mean? Like, it's almost, yeah, it's so different how the world is now. But no, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, you know, back then, you know, no, no, especially when, you know, the, the execs didn't know about it. So it mm -hmm. became tough. Yeah. Cause I guess, I mean, I'm, I didn't, I didn't get this from it, from the show, but. Right. Jerry said, you know, she's one of our biggest supporters. And I never really got that from her. <laughs> right. You know, right. but from Jerry, you know, I guess that could be one of the reasons why um, she was fired because of, because she was having a relationship with them. Well, and, and man, Jerry had to be, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm surprised Jerry didn't just come after George with like a knife or something because <laughs> my goodness, I mean, this is Jerry's big break. 
And, you know, I mean, it would be like, okay, say I wasn't a reporter or editor or whatever, and you got a chance to work for New York Times. I'm like coming in the interview, like I want to work with you, but I'm a ice cream guy or whatever, you know? And, mm-hmm. and I, like I'm intentionally screwing your opportunities to work for a big place. You know, it's just so, I, I mean, if I'm Jerry, I would have lost some mind. I mean, come on, George, what's going on here? Yeah. It's like date anybody else. Don't date somebody. Don't date NBC executive yeah. and just. Well, I think he didn't want him to at the beginning, but right. I I mean I think I think even I think Jerry knows and we know George is just going to do whatever George wants to do. You know, right? So he could say whatever he wants. He's going to do what he wants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You get something good. I know. Yeah, I know. Susan was a pain, but. Yeah, hey, you got a girlfriend. There's a lot of times in the show where he was like, oh, I, I can't date. No one wants me and everything. He gets a girlfriend. He can't be happy. He's got to keep on, you know. Looking around. You know, keep on, keep on. Yeah. So. Yeah. Very. So, oh, oh. Go ahead. Sorry. Okay. No, I, was, I think I'm jumping ahead just a little bit, but I, I just saw it in my notes here. Do you know the show is co-written by the Fairley Brothers? This they, yeah. This really? No, I didn't know that. And, you know, in case somebody out there is like, who are the Fairley Brothers? I mean, they wrote uh, Dumb and Dumber, something about Mary, Shao How, and Suck on You. I'm huh. wondering, is this, this is their first wrote? writing credits, it says. Wow. Okay. I wonder how many samples they wrote. I don't know. That's and a good I, question. Uh, yeah, I know I'm jumping ahead, but that just, I, I forgot the Fairley Brothers wrote some of the samples. Well, this uh, is, um, this episode is 1992. Um, they wrote Dumb and Dumber was 1994. So. Oh, okay. Probably um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, we've talked about this before, like you said. Uh, Elaine's going crazy about her diaphragm and <laughs> everything, and you know, that offends Marla, it kind of offends Marla. Um, when I think it more embarrasses her, I guess. Yes, yes. Um, and you know, Marla doesn't want to be with Jerry, you know, physically and that stuff. Um, and then hey, George is coming up with an idea for the pilot, <laughs> and uh, a man's forced to become a butler after a set of insurance rated circumstances, so. yes, which Jerry thought was stupid, but then he was right. stuck in the room without George because he was trying to, he was working his angle with David Letterman trying to get Susan. A date with David Letter, a date with David Letterman. Yes, to get out of the relationship, and he left Jerry by himself pitching, and his first idea was terrible, and right. he was fla- he was foundering and trying to figure out what to what to say. So he went to the butler idea, and they all start laughing. Which, for the life of me, I don't have a clue what's so funny about that. <laughs> I would bet. You know, it's the 90s, and good night. You've seen so many horrible 80s sitcoms. Yeah. Which uh, I, I think the Butler may have even been done sometime in the history mm-hmm. of sitcoms. So, yeah, yeah, 2020s, you'd be laughed out of your, the room and they tell you never come back. But probably 1990s are probably, hey, that's not a bad idea. Let's green yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, it's probably different. Like back then, um, I think com- more comedies were more like, it was more family oriented stuff, you know, like, you know, funny, the funny kids and the frustrated parents and, 
you know, um, what's, what shenanigans is Jimmy and Janie going to get into this week? You know? So, oh yeah. Yeah. So it is a little different. Yeah. yeah Butler's Butler's brilliant. You know, so <laughs> yeah. Well, for nineties, I'll put it that way. So. Yeah. Um, look at some more production notes. If there's anything, um, yeah. Next week's the contest. Um, and you know, um, she also appeared in the pilot in the finale. Um, uh, you know, Jane leaves um, from Frasier. Yeah. Uh, let's see if there's anything else that was kind of interesting. I thought it was funny that they had those weird Snapple product placement moments. Yeah, yeah. In the middle of the episode for no reason, and then you know they're talking about Snapple twice. And then when she finally pulls a bottle out of the refrigerator, there's no label on it, you know? Oh, wow. Wow. She pulls out like a, a uh, le- looks like a lemonade. And there's, it's just a glass bottle with, you know, nothing. Yes. <laughs> you <know>? Yes. <laughs> it was just, it was odd, you know? I, I'm working for public relations professionals. And I, I don't think that brand placement is the thing it used to be. But mm-hmm. it kind of made me think because you know in the past brand placement was amazing. Um, mm-hmm. I I once worked with a um, it was kind of a weird Amish fireplace brand and a, a weird product. I just built like that. So I'm working one day and everyone just goes freaking crazy. We get all these calls and apparently Ellen DeGeneres on her show just brings out the fireplace and just goes, "Oh, this is great!" And she was making fun of it, but the fact that she brought it out. I mean, we were getting calls all day because, you know, people who were watching the show wanted to hear more about it. So, yeah, it, it's very strange. But, but you know, we didn't have to pay for the brand placement, you know, on our mm-hmm. show. But they freaked out because they had me send a big, like, food basket to her to thank her for that. Not not that, you know, we were just sucking up, trying to get some more attention that we never did. So, <laughs> Yeah, it was it was a wild time, but yeah, but I, I think back then you could pay for brand placement, right? Yes. Yes. So. Yeah. What I mean, world? They drink. They drink a lot of Snapple on right. this show, on Seinfeld. Right. You know, throughout the whole time. Um, but this, I think, is the like the only time I remember that it's coming up. You know, in conversation. <laughs> So, I mean, it's so odd the way they do it. it, It's somewhat related. Let me bring this up. Let's not spend a lot of time on this at all. But I heard one thing that was crazy today. You know, speaking of brand placement, you know, brands want to do anything to get their, you know, so they would pay money to go on Seinfeld and all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. I wrote today about the Waffle House Index. I don't know if you've heard about this. About related to hurricanes? Yeah. Yeah. I saw that story yesterday online somewhere. Yeah, well, we wrote about it, and like what I do, I write a column which kind of gives advice, you know, my opinions to PR people and everything. I am stunned. Waffle House has never mentioned the Waffle House Index. So at FEMA, I mean, they literally go, all right, let's go to the Waffle House Index or anything. And, you know, we're thinking for a brand, that'd be amazing. I I mean, can you imagine your product, if it's, you know, the drink or whatever else, is not just mentioned by an athlete it's mentioned by the federal government i mean i'm like yeah. <laughs> what so pretty much the column i'm like yelling at waffles going geez i mean couldn't you even put out a tweet I, I mean saying something like hey the government trusts us to 
Hey. You know, make sure you're okay. If you're a Waffle I'm House, stuck. you don't really need anybody to advertise you, you know? Yes. You have a certain clientele in a certain location, right. and you're right. going to get people, whether it's raining or not raining, and windy or not windy. Right. So um, I thought, I always thought the biggest barometer of uh, hurricanes or weather problems was Disney until oh, yeah. I saw that story, you know, like... Um, like even I remember the story came out during when COVID was first starting and everything was starting to shut down and they said Disney was shutting down and we're like, yeah. Oh my gosh, this is a big problem. You know, <laughs> we covered that part of it too. The latest yeah. that we heard, Disney will be probably be open tomorrow. So yeah. I don't know. It, I'll be interested to see because they were getting like the second part of the storm. Mm -hmm. They might've had a better time, but um. I don't think they had as much wind as they did in the first part when it came to yeah, show. It, it, it's a little serious down there. It, again, you know, Seinfeld's an evergreen show, so I'm sure you could be listening to this 40 years from now going, what are they talking about? Well, Hurricane Ian, which, okay, 2022 is a big hurricane. It's going on right now. If you're listening to this later this week, and if you're in Florida especially, hey, let's know how you're doing. Hopefully yeah. you're okay. I'm uh, my new manager has family down there, and she was kind of distracted today just with uh, seeing how they're doing. I I have a retweet. I retweeted one of her pictures. It looks crazy down there. I mean, the wires look <laughs> so high and everything. It's it's just nuts. Um. All right. So where were we on Seinfeld? <laughs> Forget the poor people in Florida. Let's talk about the Virgin. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, sorry. Hey, there's real no nice, you know, uh, way of going about it. Um. Oh, I think that's pretty much about it on the Seinfeld front. Anything else? That... Well, there's a. This is the first. Um, I I have to admit I don't remember if this is when we first meet Peng, the oh, Chinese yes. food delivery guy. Um, but he has several, you know, several visits to the Seinfeld set. Um, where he, this one is, a, he goes. Um, they order Chinese food in a very particularly hilarious way because of Kramer. Um, and uh, Peng is going to deliver it. And Elaine is crossing, is jaywalking, basically, and runs into, <laughs> makes, like, makes Peng run into a car and he becomes injured and his bike gets uh, destroyed, I guess, because mm -hmm. he's a bike messenger guy. And um, so he... Uh, he and Kramer are buddies, of course. Kramer's buddies with everyone. Um, and he, you know, tells Elaine that he's going to sue her. And by the end of the episode, he has officially sued her. So Ping will be back yes. um, down the line for a particularly funny episode oh, with, yes. his, with his attorney cousin, I think she is. Um, right. I don't think it's sister. But uh, the the order of Chinese food was kind of funny because, you know, George in a rare moment of like brain using his brain says he wants, they were going to, they were all interested in Chinese and he's like, well, why don't we all order a dish and we can just share, which is, you know, kind of good. And uh, of course, Kramer throws a wrench into it because he doesn't want, what was it? Chow fun. Because mm -hmm. it has a broad noodle. Yes. And he yes. has no idea what a broad noodle is. And then, you know, hilarity ensues. <laughs> right. Um, right. The other thing that's interesting is um, 
Kramer has yet another reason to be at Jerry's apartment um, because apparently he's given his TV away to George because he watched it too much. So he had to get rid of it, you know, take a stand and get rid of his TV. But now he spends like all of his waking hours at Jerry's watching his TV. Oh, yes. Yes. Including the fact that he he says, um, are you going to tape the game? And he's like, well, I wanted to watch it, <laughs> you know? Yes, yes. <laughs> it's, it's insane. Um, but he was watching The Bold and the Beautiful, which made me embarrassed because that was one of the soap operas I used to watch. <laughs> do you, I, I mean, you're not the sports fan I am, but are you, do you tape games ever? Um, I have in the past. Like um, game seven of the World Series I did, you know. Um, I got some of that from my dad. My dad was a big right. taper of stuff. My dad, mm-hmm. my dad was a huge Tiger Woods fan. Oh, wow. um, my dad! My dad taped the Masters when he won um, the first time, and you know he taped a lot of those things. My brother took all those tapes. I don't know if he can. I don't know if he has a VCR anymore, but he saved all those tapes. Well, it's funny with YouTube now. A lot of that stuff, I and mean, even like Super Bowls and stuff, is on YouTube. I mean, you can yeah. you can probably catch that stuff. I I remember I I used to collect a lot of sports tapes, and for a while when you know, we didn't have YouTube or anything, it was nice to go back. But now, if YouTube, I think I got rid of most of them. Now I'll save some games, um, but I don't really watch them. Uh, YouTube TV, one of our sponsors. Check out YouTube TV if you haven't already. Fantastic. Lauren, I swear by it. It's great. Um, I've set up to tape a bunch of games I never go back and watch. Um, I I know. know. If something good happens, you can always go back. Yeah, like like Bill Burr, um, comedian I like. I've heard him talk on podcasts once about he watches like five games a week. Like He'll tape all the games, and then at night he'll watch the game, and I don't know. I, I kind of want to do that in some ways, but I'm almost to the point where, hey, if the team loses or if they win, hey, if I really want to watch something, I could find that one particular play on YouTube. So, but but the, again, one nice thing. This is our, our little plug of the show. You've you've got all the stuff. I'm yet unlimited storage, so you can pretty much tape everything on TV and it'll yes. save for nine months. Mm-hmm. So. Like I have. Um, that show Yellowstone, waiting to watch the entire oh. series, sitting there waiting yes. for me. I just have to pull the trigger. <laughs> there is so much on, and I watch all these stupid reality shows. And shame on me, but like, there's a bunch of stuff. I'm, I mean, we're done with Seinfeld for now. I'm trying to think of what I've watched this week that I've been interested in. Um, Quam Leap. I, I was telling you last week how much I loved the first episode. I've not seen the second episode yet. <clears throat> That's waiting for me. Um, <laughs> we were talking about this on the podcast last night. Have you, I, I know you don't like reality shows. I know I'm, I'm tempting fate by starting to talk to you about them. <laughs> but have you ever seen The Amazing Race? No. No. Okay, you might like The Amazing Race. It's no. not as ridiculous as like Big Brother or something like that. There's a lot of running around. On the amazing, yes. so it seems like uh, I'm just guessing. There's probably a lot of yelling and stuff. No, 
the weird thing about Amazing Race is sometimes you get some um, like Big Brother people or Survivor people, and if you like this show, you're like, oh wow, he's from that show or whatever. Um, <laughs> the funny thing is Rex Ryan, the former New York Jets head coach, is on this year. Oh yeah. Uh, for, uh, spoiler: He gets knocked off last night. So I mean. I'm probably losing the reason why I wanted to watch Amazing Race. And I, Rex Ryan, I mean, hey, if you want to make me laugh, be self deprecating. And Rex Ryan, I'm not sure how he was when he was a coach. I really didn't follow him that much then. But Rex Ryan makes fun of himself all the time. The funniest thing I've ever heard Rex Ryan say um, did you hear near the end of his Jets thing? He was on in some article talking about how he likes feet. He likes women's feet. He finds that appealing, well, which is weird. Okay, so he gets raked over the coals. And I, I guess he's a married guy. So he had to come back and say, "Oh, it's my wife's feet I like." You know, just appealing, mm-hmm. like, "Oh, he's in everybody else's yeah. feet." Well, he's on ESPN as a one of the Sunday morning, you know, commentators and everything. I watched one, and I'm still laughing over it. They were talking about this football player's feet, like he had the feet injury and stuff. Mm-hmm. So so the one guy teased it up for Rex Ryan going, all right, Rex, any comments on this guy's foot injury? And mm-hmm. Rex smiles and says, you don't want me to get me talking about feet, do you? And then, like, the whole host, I mean, I almost had to go to commercial because every host on that show were, like, on the floor laughing. You know, it was a callback to him, you know, his little feet thing, which was funny. I and Rex Ryan was yodeling last night, which was very, very strange. Wonder he got voted off. Uh, well, <laughs> you'll get voted off. What happens is you race, and oh. if you're the last place, you're out. So oh, okay. you could be the biggest jerk, the biggest idiot, or whatever. But you know, hey, don't finish last, and you're still yeah. in it. So, huh. yeah, which is good. He probably gotten voted out if it was done by you know voting stuff out. Yeah. Uh, anything else you're watching? I'm trying to think of something else I've watched recently. My thing that I'm, my big thing I'm watching now is on Hulu. Uh, it's the the show with Steve Carell. Oh yes, uh, so good. Yeah, last night was episode six. I think there's ten. So it's it's a good show, you know. Okay. It's, a, it's very interesting. Um, it's and that- full and you know it's not anything like. He's done before. Yeah, he plays a very dark. It's a dark. Yeah, it's a very dark. Show. Scary. I'll be honest okay. with you. Um, the uh, <laughs> when you go to watch it, like when you go, like when you click into the into the show, mm-hmm. it has the the screen with the descriptions and all that stuff. The picture that's on there is one of the most horrifying things you've ever seen. It's and it's like total Photoshop, but it's just like ooh. <laughs> I, I think I've seen um you see a lot of um Hulu ads on YouTube TV. I think I've seen that. It was just kind of like ugh, that's wild. Yeah. It's a very it's a very int- I'm anxious to see how it ends. Well, let me bring this up. You would be interested in this and actually, oh, it's next week. Um a new show's coming to CBS. Is it? Oh, ABC. I'm sorry. Um, Alaska Daily. A oh, journalist yeah. seeks a fresh start in Alaska. I got to admit, that seems like it would be interesting normally, but I'm not huge on her. Oh, uh, Hillary um, Swank? Hillary okay. Swank. I liked her in uh, the boxing movie. Okay. Whatever it's called. A uh, Million Dollar Baby. 
but anything else, I don't know. I just, she bugs me a little. Well, you know, not that I'm expecting this to be a, you know, a shot by shot remake of what a newspaper in 2022 looks like. I, obviously, it's going to be. Yeah, it looks like they have a very small staff, so that's about right. Oh, okay. <laughs> they all work from home and they, they have odd Zoom calls each morning. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can name some papers that could be a good. Well, and this is a drama too, so this isn't going to be a slapstick comedy. Man, maybe that could be another office type comedy of a newspaper staff working from home. Uh, I, I bet your staff could play those roles, uh, Laura. I mean, yeah, it could be. A, you know, I, I don't know if you remember this. Um, it would have happened. It would have come out before I started working in Willoughby, so it would okay. have been well before you started because I was there. A little bit before you. Um, sorry, I'm sending a text. Um, sorry, the the movie The Paper. Um, it's a uh, Michael Keaton and Glenn Close. Um, the, what's his name? The guy from Cousin Eddie from uh, Christmas Vacation. Uh, Randy Quaid. Mm -hmm. um, did you ever see that movie? It's a New York City. They, they're a daily newspaper, like one of the tabloid type newspapers. And um, Michael Keaton oh. is fighting to keep keep from having um, yeah. Yeah. the kids be the big thing on the front because he knows they're not guilty, but he has to find proof and he holds the deadline and holds the deadline and everything. Um, yeah. That... That movie, when it came out, I was working in Lorraine when it came out. And yeah. in my newsroom, we used to sit around and try to figure out who is who. Oh, yeah. In yeah. The movie. yeah. Well, and, and the, the most famous part of that was <laughs> the big scene at the end where, you know, he goes on to stop the press. And again, uh, very different time for newspapers than theirs right now. But, you know, we had some of those experiences before, too, right? With, I think I, I did that. You did that. Um, other people on their desk have done that in the past. So, yeah. Wow. So, that's good. Uh, yeah, very strange. So, yeah, that's good. I, I think the one thing that's frustrating my wife, and I agree with her, she always likes when some of these new shows come on or the new season of a show she likes. Mm -hmm. But now it's all different times. Like, it used to yes. be there's that magical week where, oh my gosh, everything's new. Everything's wonderful. But yeah. like this Alaska daily is like in October, there's other stuff happening at different times. So yeah. The bad part, the bad thing about the TV, like setting up a TV season now is that um, the football contracts, you know, they yes. have the fall and baseball because we're getting close baseball ends Sunday, right? Regular right, season. Yeah. And, uh, We'll go to the playoffs, which preempts a lot of TV. So a lot of the shows don't get into their regular time slots until well into November or just at the first couple weeks of November, you know. So yeah. you got you got to do a lot of hunting and finding stuff. You know, the big thing that bothered me this year was I'm I feel like totally unprepared for the TV season because mm -hmm. I didn't because Entertainment Weekly no longer prints oh yeah um, they used yeah. to do this great season preview for tv it was it was day by day 
Sunday. These are the shows. This is what's new. This is, you know, what's, you know, what's moving. And they had the times and everything. So you could go day by day with this magazine, but they don't do it. They don't have a magazine now. So it's like, well, I'm on my own trying to find stuff to watch. <laughs> yeah, definitely. The only well, yeah. thing I know is the only day that I know is um, whatever day yesterday, Wednesday, because all, right. all of my shows on ABC are on. So, yeah, I, I do a lot of hunting and pecking through the YouTube, you know, TV guide oh. to figure out what's on. But it you just watch, goes that far. You, you watch the neighborhood, right? Not yet this year. My wife, okay. my wife likes it. We we've got there's probably the last two seasons sitting there on YouTube TV waiting mm. for us. Okay, and it's a good show. I I, I, yeah. I enjoy the show though. Yeah, it's it's good. It's the same. You know, it's the same right. type of same type of humor. <laughs> well, the couple, the white couple, I guess we'll say on the show. Yeah. Uh, much younger, more attractive. Than my wife and I, but my wife has kind of said we feel like that because we're in a neighborhood where. Uh, probably it's not a bad neighborhood, believe it or not. But we're we're very we're very much a minority in the neighborhood we live in right mm -hmm. now. So yeah, um, mm -hmm. yeah, very good. Um, oh, I'm trying to think of what else is there. Anything else new that's good that you've seen on TV? Yeah, no, because I haven't really watched a lot of new stuff yet. Because I'm I'm sort of like trying to settle in to find what is interesting. So, and, you know, I'm keeping up with my, um, I think this week and next week are the, when a lot of the shows are starting too. Oh, okay. Something, something starts tonight. It might be the CBS shows that I watched. Wow. Um, like uh, Ghosts, I think is new. Tonight. Oh, okay. Bing, bing, bing. Good. I'm glad we mentioned that. I That's think a good one. it is. I'm not positive, but I th I, for some reason, I thought it was the 29th, which is today. The issue huh. I'm having is my wife is very deep into TLC land, where oh, the 90 yeah. Day fiancés and everything, she's got to watch all of that. So when she's done with her stuff and she's ready to turn the TV on, it's about 10, and she wants to watch that stuff, I beg her. I'm like, come on, can we watch you know, The Amazing Race or something? No, I'm in the 90 Day Fiancé. I'm... I'm sorry, Laura. I'm having a tough time to show. I watch a lot of crap on TV. I mean, not to say all my shows are refined by any means, but I'm I'm having trouble with Nine Day Fiance. I, I wish I could like it, but I just don't. So, yeah, Ghost is on tonight at eight thirty. Okay, so definitely, all right. definitely. All right, I I think we've been through everything, right? Um, so yeah. next week the contest. I mean, good night. If you don't know what the contest is. Well, I mean, we talk about other stuff on the show. It's not just all sign for related, but you should know what this, the contest is. So, yeah, for a special for, for the special episode of the contest, we might have to schedule our time later in the evening to get Craig on. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, wait, we hang on for it. yeah, hang on for a second. Let's we probably shouldn't talk about that on public. We love you, Craig. It's not nothing against Craig. Well, I mean, but, he's busy. You know, he's just. He has a lot. His job takes precedence over us. <laughs> what? I know. Jobs to take precedence over a, a volunteer podcast. Come on. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It's it just, it's interesting. I mean, the three of us, we thought we would all work in the same place forever. And for first, Craig changed and I changed. So it, it's good. 
we're still here. So, but we're, we're trying to get uh, Craig back with us. So, all right. Well, hey, let's hang out for a minute afterwards. We'll talk about that. But for Laura, <laughs> this is Chris. Oh, check out our sponsors, um, Cash App. Great way of saying money back and forth to each other. Um, and then uh, YouTube TV. My goodness. I mean, if you like TV like Laura and I do, YouTube TV is made for us. Man, I wish we had YouTube TV when we worked together in Willoughby, but yeah, it wasn't invented back then. So, but but we got it now, so let's enjoy it while we have it. So, uh, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk later. Okay. Hey, listen. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast, based on the work from our book Hope Interrupted that I co-authored with my good friend Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer, you know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.